G'day, this is Dom Harvey from The Edge Breakfast Show, and you're listening to The Kiwi Running Show. Kia ora everyone and welcome to another episode of the Kiwi Running Show brought to you by Tempo Fit. My name is Hayden Sherman and with me here in the Auckland sunshine is... Hamish Meacham. Hayden, how are you doing mate? You're looking pretty fit. You're looking healthier than I've seen you. It's probably just the summer glow I'd say. Yeah. Um, yeah. You, you tan up pretty well I would say. Like, yeah, as a... As a true white trash honky <laughs> i look at i look at your bronzed exterior with a little bit of jealousy is well that... i do like to say that i'm half african but that's just because my mum's born in south africa so yeah it doesn't really count yeah yeah no, no it doesn't it doesn't but anyway so look we've got lots to get well we don't actually we don't have an interview today so we're yeah. gonna we're gonna talk talk ourselves yeah so we've got a very um, I was going to say extinguished guest, Dis- distinguished. <laughs> distinguished guest, um, and Hamish Meacham, who's going to talk to me about uh, training and asking why, asking is, what are the reasons we're doing this run over another run over resting or doing some cross yeah, training. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Well, there's a good um, kind of quote that you had to kick off this whole idea of you know, what is, there should be a purpose behind everything. And so we're just going to explore that concept. There's a Lydia quote that I love. Um, if your coach can't tell you the reason for doing a particular workout, it's time for a new coach. Yeah. So we're just going to kind of uh, give that a bit of a stress test. We're going to talk through a few different types of uh, training that's quite common in a lot of programs and just discuss what we each individually think the reasons for those are. Um, and, and yeah, have a bit of general banter about that. But before we do any of that, mate... We've got news. It's been a busy, yeah. busy, exciting week in yes. the New Zealand track season. Yep, the track season continues. The The trail season kind of continues, although it's more happening this weekend. So yeah. on the tracks, what's been going on? Uh, mate, down in Christchurch, things were, were popping. Things were pretty exciting. They obviously, due to the earthquakes, don't have a track down there. Yeah, yeah. But there's a fantastic uh, promoter, Leighton Tremaine, who's been involved in athletics for a long, long time, who uh, said, well, stuff it, we're not going to let the absence of a track uh, get in the way of our international track and field meeting. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> um, so they, um, you know, they've scaled things down a bit, but they basically still have an, an amazing product. They do the Big Shot um, at the Retro Sports Facility in the heart of Christchurch. Um, Which is not shooting, we're talking shot put, the, so, the just be- to be clear. Yeah. The, the best shot put field ever assembled in New Zealand competed uh, this past weekend. Pretty amazing, eh? Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, Olympic champ, um, bronze medalist. Um, former multiple world champion, uh, multiple world junior record holder. Um, yeah, pretty crazy lineup. Like a small yeah. field. I think there was seven throwers in total, but quality like you would see in Europe. So really good. And then alongside that, uh, well, yeah, it was basically a, a diamond league field, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, essentially. Awesome. I mean, yeah. any in the in the men's anyway. Any any diamond league promoter would be stoked to have that field. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Um, and then obviously alongside that they have a, a running event, the street one kilometer race. Awesome. And so a bit of a battle uh, between some of the best Kiwis and Aussies, um, which unfortunately didn't go our way with the 
uh, the Aussies coming up trumps. But now I heard that uh, one of the organisers' gear for the event was stuck behind the cordon for the Port Hills fire. Oh, um, really? Yeah, yeah. So I'm assuming they got it out because uh, the drizzle arrived just in time to dampen the fires down. But um, man, Christchurch, what's going on down there? Yeah, fires, man. earthquakes. Um, yeah, keep, yeah, keep safe, guys. Yeah, it's tough down there in Christchurch. But um, look, I'll, I'll quickly run through these uh, results. The big winner was Olympic gold medalist Ryan Krauser. He's a giant ginger from the United States. <laughs> and he smashed the shot put out to 22.05, which is a New Zealand all-comers record. It's, it's actually a phenomenal throw. There'll only be... He may be the only person in the world this year to throw over 22 metres. Yeah. And, you know, uh, we'll see. There might be four or five, but that's a quality performance. Yeah, I mean, put that into context. Like, think of uh, a rugby field and the try line and then the 22. I remember trying to take place kicks from the 22 and it falling short of the crossbar. Yeah. That yeah. says more about my kicking ability than it does. No, <laughs> but yeah. it's, a, it's a long way yep, to yep. throw 7.5 kg, isn't it, for, for the men? Yeah, 7.5 kg. Yeah. Yep. Wow. Uh, so Walsh, uh, the Kiwi uh, Olympic bronze medalist he threw 2146 so he actually that's a pb for him that improves his new zealand wow, record that's awesome look third jack o'gill so tom takes another yeah, um, another uh, point yeah another point in the tom jacko battle yeah so jacko 20.83 uh fourth was an aussie damien birkenhead and fifth ryan whitting who's oh, you know yeah. he's won you know multiple world titles indoors and out so yeah, amazing that someone of that quality would be fifth in that field and young uh, Ryan Ballantyne completing the field. So awesome, awesome stuff. Awesome. I remember chatting to um, Gareth Archer from Athletics New Zealand and he said part of the deal with bringing these guys down was um, taking them out hunting and fishing and pig yeah. hunting and uh, and all this stuff. So I'm sure some of those guys have been enjoying a bit of, bit of pig hunting. And, yeah. yeah. They're uh, all competing cool. at the... Uh, well, not all of them, but most of them are competing at the Auckland Track Challenge, which is... Coming up this weekend. Yeah, yeah, this weekend. So, in the meantime, Tom has taken them out for a bit of pig hunting, which... <laughs> yeah, it's good. It's pretty cool. It's... I wonder if Tom got them to work on his on his building as well. Maybe yeah, got them in for a day's labour. <laughs> Look, to be honest, it's great. We can't compete with Europe and America with the prize money and the appearance fees. So, we've got to follow the lead of... Uh, the likes of the ASB Tennis Classic and build those personal relationships with athletes yeah. and try and get them to come down here for the other stuff because, you know, we don't have the money to, to compete with the big boys in Europe but, hey, we actually do live in the most beautiful country in the world and a lot of people are very interested in coming here to yeah. compete. In so, the summertime too, yeah. yeah, it's pretty attractive. That's cool. Um, I'll go through this 1K. It was exciting. Luke Matthews, who's an Aussie, he ran at the Rio Olympics uh, he won in 2.19.24, just ahead of Geordie Williams. Is that the guy you were talking about who's pretty new to running? No, no. No, that's another guy. Bloody Australians, there's ton of, <laughs> tons of them. He ran 2.19.92. Uh, Hamish Carson in third, bit off the pace, 
Yeah. So he's still in kind of base training phase. He yeah, won't be, yeah. He I won't be too stressed. Into it. Yeah. Uh, and fourth, we were talking about this before, pretty impressive. Sam Petty ran 224.47. Yep. So, so people will know, know the name Petty. Uh, um, obviously related to Angie Petty. Is, yeah, married. Uh, yeah, yeah, married. Um, so that's pretty cool. Yeah, he's, he's an English guy. He came over here... Um, to to do a bit of training, and that's how him and Ange met. So, pretty cool stuff. He actually switched last year, or it might be the year before, and did quite a bit of triathlon. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it doesn't look like that panned out how he would have liked. So he's come back to the track. Um, and look, two twenty two for a K. I'd take that. That's I'd awesome. definitely take that. Yeah. yeah. Um, and the women's race uh, was kind of a two-horse race uh, to a certain extent. Ange Petty against the Australian uh, World Championship representative Heidi C. And um, Ange Petty got outkicked by the Aussies, so the Aussies took a double in the one k. Mm. Now you were mentioning about Angie because um, she's recently changed coach. Yep. Um, and you had a bit of a, a bit of a philosophy of where she might be at. Yeah. Look, Look, it's for international track and field athletes. They do what they call a double periodization. So basically, they'll build up for and compete in two different seasons. So a New Zealand yep. domestic season, and then the international season, either in Europe or or at a World Champs or Commonwealth Games, Olympics, etc. Yep. I most Kiwi coaches have a natural, very understandable tendency to focus on the New Zealand domestic season and then hope for the best with the international season. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, it's particularly common with development athletes. Not so, you know, guys like Nick Willis, etc. they know what they're doing. Yeah. Um, particularly athletes with international coaches don't tend to fall prey to this, but athletes with, you know, Kiwi coaches, it's quite common. They do a little better domestically and then, you know, sometimes they kick on internationally, sometimes not. I think what's happened here or what is happening here is uh, we shouldn't read too much into these results from Anne. She's taken a couple of losses. Um, she's been outkicked. Uh, I'm not even a little bit concerned. What I think is happening is, is her coach is, um, you know, really strongly focused on the second half of the season, the, the world champs in London. Cool. And uh, I think all of this is part of the, the base building and, and she'll be really strong by the time uh, the European season comes around. Yeah, yeah, no, that, I think that's a good analysis without actually talking to her. We'll have to get her on the show again sometime yeah. really soon. I'd, I um, actually am really keen to do that interview. I want to hear about the coaching change, uh, what prompted that and um, how things are going. Having a coach based in the US, you know, correspondence coaching is quite common this day and age but for an elite international athlete you know on the other side of the world that's a big call Uh, apparently it's working well though so it'd be cool to hear more about that now was there a a ladies shot put competition no just the men yeah cool yeah no vowel yeah there's no comp but i tell you what (laughs) In the South Island, there was uh, an exciting um, multi-event competition, the New Zealand Decathlon Champs. Oh, oh sorry. nice. I'll rephrase that. New Zealand Combined Events Championships, because okay. the women are, are heptathletes. So, um, look, Max Atwell won his first senior title. Fantastic. 6,662 points. Don't know what that... No, that's all right. That's a pretty decent <laughs> well, uh, result. 8,000 is sort of world-class, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, so, so, six... 1,000 is a strong domestic competitor. 7,000 is like an emerging 
international competitor. Yeah. So he's high 6,000, you know, on the high side. So that's pretty good. Um, and then on the women's side, an athlete that I've had a bit to do with, Ariana Blackwood. Um, she was bronze for the last two years, but she struck gold and uh, scored a PB 4,431 to win her first national title. Nice. So Ariana is probably one of the hardest working athletes in New Zealand. Um, really? And she is really a true all-rounder. Throws a great discus, can run a decent... She started out as an 800-metre runner as a kid. Um, not an exceptional natural talent. God, that sounds a bit presumptuous to say. <laughs> but she's just a really hard worker. And, and yeah. it's... In- Oh, I'm incredibly stoked to see her pick up that national title. She's from Palmy, eh? Yeah, she's from Palmy, so... Palmy's great at tuning out athletes that are well-rounded, eh? Trying trying everything, like sprints, jumps, and throws. It's the coaching approach they have there. So, you know, there's a guy, George McConaughey, who's in charge of the whole club. Um, And whether you love him or you hate him, um, he set up a fantastic system um, that really does follow best practice so it follows the IAAF protocol of everyone starting out as a multi-event athlete and yep. learning multiple skills and then specialising as they get older uh, George doesn't coach anyone, there's a number of coaches but they all have to fit into the club structure and follow a basic set of guidelines um, so you know, it's a, it's a democracy and it's run really really well but there is that element of this is what we're doing and if you want to get on board with it, do it. And if you don't, yeah. go do your own thing. Yeah, and yeah. it works really well. For a, for a oh. town of their size, they pump out some great athletes. Yeah. Awesome. And over in Aussie, we had an 800-meter race with Brad Mathis Mate. kicking the house down. Tell me about it. This was a great race. And it's on YouTube as well. You've got to put it on the show notes. Yeah, yeah. We'll put it a link. It was fantastic. Yeah. Um, we followed Brad in Europe last year. Well, we didn't literally follow him, but we reported on <laughs> every week. And there were some highs and lows, um, but he's had a coaching change. So he's... Um, he was with the same coach as Ange Petty, uh, Maria Hassan down in Christchurch. Yeah. He's decided to make a move to an Aussie-based coach, Justin Rinaldi. I think he's basing himself in Aussie. What it looks like to me is he's gone, right, it's it's time to either do this or, or, or move on to something else. Yeah. So he's uh, he's made a change and it's working really bloody well for him by the looks. Tell yeah. us. Tell us the time and, and what that means in International 800 terms. Oh, you put me on the spot because um, I don't have the results One, in front of me. <laughs> 146.97. Oh, yeah, awesome. So, yeah. so he's been sort of hovering around that 148, 49 mark yeah. for a few years now. Yeah, he's running um, 147, but, yeah, you know, I'd say this is a PB by a good half a second. But watch the race because yeah. there's lots more to come. Yeah. Like, he looked pretty good. He's... Um, He's a burly, big, strapping, uh, typical Kiwi lad. Um, You'd so put him on number in number eight on your rugby team. Yeah, like he's, yeah. He's a solid, powerful runner. He there. is, he yeah. is. He, he doesn't have, you know, the absolute killer basic speed, but this is the first time in a long time I've seen his strength come through in that last 100 metres. Yeah. Oh, it, it, like... Seriously, right, right now, pause this, the show and go and, <laughs> go and click on the it. video. Click on the show and, notes. and get back to us. Let me let us know if, if you are as impressed as, as I am with Mathis because he looks 
pretty bloody good to me. Yeah. I I think that PB is going to last uh, maybe in another week or so. If he gets in the right race, it could go another second lower. Yep. So we're talking world qualify, world champs qualifiers at a one forty five something. Yeah. What one forty five? I think one forty six two or something like oh, that. Oh, okay. We'll get so him he's, in he's pretty close. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's just around the corner. Um, yeah. You know, and they set that race up to go fast, um, but. Yeah, he's still he's still a month away from peaking, a month and a half. So yeah, yeah, it's cool. Go for it, Brad. I want to see that New Zealand record go down. Yeah, speaking <laughs> of New Zealand records, I've always got to give a shout out to the uh, race walkers. Uh, so Quinton Roo broke a, the New Zealand 20k record. He walked walked. I will tell you, an hour 21. Wow. In 12 seconds. Almost four minute Ks. Yeah, yeah. And uh, <laughs> Alana Barber, the first lady of New Zealand race walking, walked, I will emphasize, an hour 32.23. Wow. So uh, both of them beating their Kiwi records, uh, pretty cool stuff. Awesome. Yep. Um, any other news? Look, there was a great uh, 800 in Auckland. Uh, sorry, a 3,000. Sorry, Pete Wheeler ran 818. So all those results and more on the show nights. Uh, check them out. Cool. Um, so coming up this weekend is the, the Tarawera. Uh, no, no, not the Tarawera. That's been and gone. Um, up with the play, Hayden. Uh, it is the Hillary um, yeah. Trail Ultra. Which is, it's a newer event. How many years old do you reckon it would oh, be? I don't Hillary? know. I don't like know. Seven or eight years, yeah. maybe. So it's it's not in the same league internationally as the Tarawera. It's, um, they limit the field size. They're quite small. I think they're only allowed, allowed 80 or so people in the in the main event, which is the 80K. Yeah. Um, and surprisingly, it didn't sell out. There's a few spaces wow, left. Really? So I just don't think it has that big marketing machine behind it. But yeah. here in Auckland, it is a pretty big deal, yeah. mostly because uh, most of us go up into the hills and run those trails yep. every now and again. And you literally traverse from south to north the, the Waitakere Ranges. Yeah. Which is, if, if anyone's done it, like, you don't actually do a hang a lot of running on some of those trails. Yeah. Some are good, you get a good roll on, and then others, they're, they're, they're rutted and there's mud all over them, you're climbing up banks, and um, yeah, yeah it's, it's it's really hard work, and it's literally up and, up and down. Um, so it's a good old course. It's, a, it's yeah. an honest ADK for sure. Yeah. Um, but what really stands out to me is um, our friend Tom Hunt, um, local Auckland runner, he's going to do the double. So he's starting... No, 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 no. Because <laughs> it's ADK. Yeah, yeah. So he's going to do 160 miles. Uh, 160K, ah, okay. sorry. Ah, um, holy. He's going to start in Mirawai and run the reverse direction so starting 6 p.m the night before running the re- reverse direction with the headlights on um and then he's going to make the start line for the start of the race and run with everyone back to the start and i want to know if he can win the race outright <laughs> nah, i have some serious doubts as to whether that could happen but that's crazy 160k on that terrain yeah and not you know it's not the race so he's doing a run and then doing the race so i'll be very interested to see where he places um yeah so yeah we'll give uh, a kind of a a full update on the results from that event uh next week's show so we looked through the start list to try and pick out some people who we thought could win it but really a combination of um not knowing uh off-road runners well enough 
and um, and perhaps the race not attracting the, the top, top competitors. We couldn't pick out any names, but we'll let you know how it goes anyway. Yeah, absolutely. So good luck to everyone racing. The other big event on this week coming is tomorrow night for, for us, which is Wednesday night, is the Britomart Pole Vault competition, oh, yes. which should be very cool. Downtown Auckland, we've got the, is it the Olympic champ come, the Canadian girl? I can't remember what she got. Um, oh, anyway, I didn't even know. I haven't seen the press releases for this. Yeah, so, so she's up against Eliza McCartney. Look, I will. Then, I'm a. Anyone who listens to the show regularly will know that I am quite open in my praise for Athletics New Zealand and what they've done, especially around communications uh, lately. But I, I get the New Zealand Herald every day. And I haven't seen anything on this. Really? Nothing. Ah, oh, they have a good relationship with the Herald, yeah. so that's surprising. Oh, um, maybe I've missed it and just, you know, slept in and not read the paper one day. But yeah. So you telling me this this Canadian's coming is the first I've heard of it. Um, I, I was going to go down regardless to catch Eliza. Cause, yeah, yeah. You know, she's the star of the show. She's she's the future of, of sporting sport. moment of 2016 yeah, for yeah. New Zealand. Yeah. So uh, that'll be live. I think six o'clock. But most of you won't hear the. Um, podcast till after yeah, it's done yeah. but the other big event on in Auckland is the Auckland Track Challenge which is on Ooh, Sunday yeah. this yeah. coming Sunday the 26th of 26th yeah um, so that will be very cool um, so go and head down and watch these thing, things yeah. everyone there's a bit of an entry fee for the Track Challenge I think it'll be a 5 or a 10 bucker or something like yeah. that well, or it's free it. if you enter the mile yes it is People's Mile entries still available um, I'm really looking forward to seeing that event the look i'll give a quick shout out to a friend of the show eric speakman is making his debut his first serious run over 5000 meters cool yeah at the track challenge so i'm awesome it's the last event of the night so i'm really looking forward to seeing how he goes there um we were talking about this a couple of weeks ago with so many elite guys coming through over 1500 some of these there's it would be logical for some of these guys to try and get 5,000 metre qualifiers. Yeah. Because we yeah. can't send more than three to a Games. Yeah. So if you can pick up an early season 5,000 metre qualifier, it takes a lot of pressure off. Yeah. So yeah. I'm really looking, you know, Eric's one of the, he is the youngest of the bunch really, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. So um, yeah, great to see him stepping up early in his career and trying a serious 5K. Yeah. I hope it goes well. Yeah. Yeah, cool. So that's all the news for for this week. Good luck to everyone who is running and racing this weekend. But on to our training talk. The idea came uh, for this training talk uh, sort of from a little while ago at Tempo Fit. One of one of our Tempo Fitters stopped me mid mid drill and was like, "Why are we doing this drill?" And everyone kind of stopped and paused and looked around and a bit shocked, like, "Oh, this is this could be a bit awkward." And I was like, "That is a really good question, and probably the best question you can ask a coach is, why am I doing this particular exercise? Why am I doing this run?" Yeah. And uh, like we said before. We believe that every every run should have a purpose. Uh, I know a lot of other coaches do um, have that same philosophy. Um, and I think if you have a coach and they can't tell you why they're, why they're doing it, it's definitely... Um, shows a, a weakness in their, their, yeah. their coaching. But then having said that, you know, not 
every coach is going to have the same explanation for the same activity. Yeah, so yeah. I'm interested, you know, let's go through, let's just randomly pick a few things like drills, yep. uh, short recovery runs, yep. medium distance runs, and um, well, workouts. Some kind of, and workouts, some kind of workouts. Yep. I think you and I will have relatively different explanations for each one. Okay. So let's Let, go. Let's start with drills. Eh? Okay. The, drills is probably the most contentious, yep. I would say. I, I'm going to start, and w- w- what I'm going to say is what I tell people. Yeah. I have some more stuff that is in my head as to why I do them, but yeah. when athletes ask, I say it's all about neural pathways. So we can imagine ourselves running perfectly. We know what a perfect style looks like. Um, we're, so that is in our head, imprinted in that, um, but to make ourselves do that physically, that is down to our neural pathways. Yeah, so yeah. when we do drills, especially um, when we do them as part of the warm-up, which is when most people do them, um, it really is about um, laying down and reinforcing those neural pathways to get us better at thinking something in our head and then getting our body to do exactly that. Yeah. Sounds really easy. Almost no one can do that. Yeah. Almost yeah. no one can go, okay, Usain Bolt, toe up, hips high, blah, blah, blah. Pe- people can't see it, imagine it, and then do it. So yeah. the only way to get better is, is to practice the drills. So yeah, there's yeah, more cool. stuff than that. That's generally how I like to explain it in terms of laying down those neural pathways yeah so. awesome yeah I, i'm definitely the same and for, oh, you're I, supposed to have a different answer <laughs> yeah i'm supposed to but for me it's um it, i i i kind of describe it as athleticism uh, we've oh, talked yeah. about that a bit before yeah and like with tempo fit we we have a lot of over 20 year old athletes yeah and so in particular for them they might have spent 10 years sitting at a desk or um, being inactive and for them to just go out and run they might just be reinforcing their bad movement patterns that they've learnt sitting at a desk Um, and so for me it's about breaking some of those um, those habits and putting them in an environment where you have to focus on technique and it's it's all about you've got 20 meters to to focus on good good posture good good knee drive good yeah. heel recovery whatever and and you can put it into practice so yeah. that for me is why i think it's more important for for older athletes as in over 20 athletes to do yeah. it yeah um but also younger athletes can set a good foundation for years to come by yeah. doing some drills yeah um some some people would say that um, you don't need to dr- do drills, just go running. But that's yeah. great if you're already a good runner. Yeah, and good, good well, technique. I remember Barry McGee, you know, uh, criticising a lot of. Um, no, he wasn't actively criticising coaches, but he made the comment and was critical of coaches who focus too much on drills. Yeah. Um, and you know, then their athletes are all relatively slow so get out there and run and actually there's a, a an american sprint coach john smith who says we we generally as a sport tend to focus too much on drills yeah i i've read that and i'm beginning to come around to that way of thinking but for the athletes i work with um who have technical deficiencies you know drills will remain a big focus so yeah, yeah. it is yeah particularly when you're coaching in a group situation drills are really good it's hard to correct or or improve technique um in a group situation 
Yeah, so yeah. drills are, yeah. are, are a great methodology. Yeah, that's true. Yep. Very cool. So that's drills. That's why why we do drills. What about the the easy run? And, and you, so you go first. This so time. we're talking about the you've done a long run one day, and then the next day you're just going out for an easy. Yep. You just see on your schedule like um, thirty minutes easy. Yeah. Okay. Like, and I will front up with this. When I was a youngster, um, lazy bugger that I was, I skipped a lot of these runs. Yeah. Because I was like, ah, yeah, know. why? Yeah. Um, so for me, it's different depending where it fits in the schedule. But let's say it is after either a workout or a long run. And for me, it's the flush out session. So um, there's a lot more research coming out saying that the best way to recover from hard work is not icing, it's not um, getting a massage, it's not foam rolling, but actually to get the muscles moving again and um, yeah. active recovery gets the gets the blood pumping. So um, that's how I see it. So unlocking those locked up muscles, getting the body moving again. Yeah. yeah. I, I agree. I would preface that by saying each athlete is individual. Um, a lot of people I've coached benefit from running every day or almost every day. Yeah. So they'll have a lot of these easy, short recovery runs because I know they respond better to that than the day off. Yeah. I am aware of athletes who just respond better to a day off. I'm not averse yeah. to multiple days off in programs for the right type of athlete. Yeah. But for most of the athletes that I've worked with in the past, um, you know, rather than a day off, having giving them something like that helps them absorb their training. It helps to consolidate the work that they've done, and and it, the next day and makes the next day so much better. Yeah. So if if you do a workout and then a thirty minute easy recovery jog or something similar to that, and then um, back to the grind the next day, that next day. I believe is much better if you've done your 30 minute recovery jog. Yeah, for so. sure. Mm. And I think that comes down, uh, brings us back to the importance of why, understanding why we're doing what we're doing. So if you just saw 30 minute easy run um, in the program and you just thought, oh, I've got to go running. Mm. But if you saw in your program, 30 minute easy recovery run yep. and you felt like oh man I'm just not feeling the running today like um, I, I, Achilles for, is a bit locked up or something if it's for recovery the best way for me to recover is to take a day off Yeah. so yep. I actually don't use that term recovery run I'll use a variety of terms but something like absorption run or yeah, yeah. Um, adaption run or something like that cool so I, yeah. you've got to be careful around the words you use it's really common to say recovery run yeah I it is a recovery run I get that but people can take it the wrong way yeah and I suppose for me like using the word recovery run it means you can if the running's not going to provide that recovery you can better um swap it out for a oh, cycle yeah. or a swim yeah. or a walk even something that's going to better achieve that goal of recovery yeah. so cool. what first goes into the plan is that this is recovery getting your body back to square one and then it's like okay how best do you achieve that yeah. for an individual athlete and their their stage in the training plan yeah. so the next one was medium, medium yeah, long run, so sort of that midweek longish run. The, no, not even a longish run. Just a staple medium run, sixty minutes. Yeah, forty-five to sixty minutes. Um, just your your average normal run. So 
what most people when they're training for a half marathon would just do three or four times a week and that would be most of their training so just your normal run where does that fit in for you in terms of uh of a serious training program yeah well i mean not to complicate things but um, add another layer to it but most most runs and workouts do have multiple purposes so there's not always one but the primary goal of that for me would be building aerobic fitness. So yeah. you're, you're building your your base, your ability to process oxygen, your yeah. your ability to be to be a fit um, runner. Yeah, I I used to. I remember having a conversation with uh, um, a couple of coaches um, when I was younger, and I had read about this term junk miles. Yeah, and so my I was, you know, influenced by this, and so everything should either be a workout or a long run or a recovery run. So it was either you go, re- you're going for it, or you're getting better by recovering. Um, I have now swung away from that. I'm a huge fan of multiple medium days. So rather than varying wildly between huge intensities and then trying to re- get in your recover to adapt from that. I think as human beings, we can respond better to lots and lots of um, medium stimulus, so lots of uh, just mild stimulus to nudge us in the right direction. So I think, you know, those general runs at a comfortable aerobic pace are really good for that, and particularly not for every athlete, um, but for some athletes, just packing a mileage phase with lots of runs like that can be hugely beneficial in yeah. building your fitness. Although conversely, I know some athletes who don't respond to that very well at all, and you've got to have the workouts and stuff. So yeah, I'm a big fan of that and mileage. You've got to get in your mileage somehow. Yeah. So all of my these are the bread and butter. Yeah, right? yeah. All, all of my yeah. programs start from a. When I write out a program for somebody, I'll look at the mileage or the kilometres per week. Yeah. And the whole program will start with the eighth column, which is seven days a week, and the eighth column being the total mileage for the week. Yeah. So I'll just map it all out according to their races, you know, 50, 60, 70, 80, 60, 70, you know, and build it through and, and cycle it like that. And so then those hour runs provide a huge amount of flexibility for me to slot in mileage where I need it to be. Cool. Um, you know, without uh, sacrificing the ability to get in workouts and stuff. So I don't know if I answered the question, but I have changed. I guess the point I want to emphasize is as a coach, I used to hate those runs. I used to steer away from them. And now I, I really embrace them for the right type of athlete. can, can cool. be a great stimulus. All right, now let's talk in very general terms. Why on earth would you do workouts so faster, faster bouts of running? Oh, can we nail this down a bit though? Can we can we get a bit more specific? Like, okay, let's go like, for this. What about the go to the well session? Like the okay, the, sure, the, the go hard, the ten by ten k, or the forty minute like, tempo like run, the or... session where you finish and you don't even have the energy to turn on the shower tap yeah the real oh did i say just say 10 by 10k 10 by 1k yeah. <laughs> 10 by 10k is a bit extreme 10 by 10k 10k pace that would be <laughs> depending on what distance you run so for for a shorter distance athlete it might be you know um 
I don't know, 10 400s at, at 1500 metre pace with 45 seconds recovery. Yeah, that's, Something, that's the classic miler yeah, workout. Yeah, just the real, the workout where you look at the times your coach has given you and gone, those are close to my PBs and he wants me <laughs> to do it five times. Yeah, So yeah. I, I call those a go-to-the-well workout. Yeah. And I will use those super sparingly. Yeah. And um, so they're timed um, for me. They're timed in between races. Um, I almost uh, equate them to the level of effort as a race or actually harder than a race in a lot of places. But for me, um, I mostly think of the psychological effects of those workouts. I will pull... So this is... I don't. I don't. I'm glad my coaches don't listen to this. My athletes, like coach, don't <laughs> listen to this. I don't put them into my training program. Um, I will have an idea of when I want to do one, and then I'll go to the session on the day and look at the athlete. I'll look at the non-verbal cues, and if they look good and yep. they look ready for it, I'll go right. Here we go. We're, we're going to do a big one today, and yep. if they don't, I'll just stick with what's in the plan, which is another medium workout. Yeah, but um, those are be feeling it. Eh? You don't yeah. want to bomb on those workouts because oh, well, they're it... huge. They're either confidence making or confidence destroying. Yeah, and so I will never run one of those workouts um, if my athlete's not ready. Yeah, um, I've done that before, and it destroys their confidence, and it's not good. So yeah, yeah I think it's really, you know, you go to the well when you're racing. You go to a hundred percent. A lot of my training philosophy is about moderate stimulus, lots of moderate stimulus to nudge you in the right direction. But I think every now and again, you need to go 100%. You need to go through that sort of pain to get ready for it in racing. Yeah. Yeah. So um, to give people some ideas of those death workouts, so 10 by 400 at mile pace. Yeah. Um, six by mile at 10K pace. Oh, Yep. Um, what else have we got? Six by eight hundred at five k pace. That's that's a good one. It's not too uh, bad. Or maybe even three k pace. No, those sort of VO two eight hundreds are terrible. Like yeah, yeah. the Yazo eight hundreds that people used to do. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Or yeah. Um, look up if you're interested. Michigan workout. Nick Willis does the Michigan workout. Yeah. Huge. And like that's... they're out there for like three hours doing workouts basically. Yeah. So really gut busting terribly hard stuff yeah and yep. then the classic one for marathoners is actually doing a long run with some big chunks at marathon pace and, yep. it, and that's oh, the 32k <laughs> time trial which Lydia <laughs> used to give God, <laughs> terrible yeah um, so yeah. what's your thought on, on these um, go to the well workouts I'm, I'm with you I'm totally with you like you you need to be in the zone you don't want to do too many of them or else you're going to you burn out um, they look great on Strava and yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're good to hero. put up on Instagram, but yeah. um, you you can burn yourself out really quickly. Yeah. Um, and to be honest, um, like John Walker used to do, sometimes it's better just race yourself into uh, into shape yeah. rather than try and do these, especially if you're doing them solo. Like, um, yeah, maybe pick a few races where you're actually going to yep. go to the well in those um, but yeah I don't know maybe I need to toughen up and go to the well more often <laughs> well but, in this day and age with you know park runs and the uh, just super regular amount of racing that a lot of recreational runners do yeah, yeah I'd which basically we're describing a lot of tempo fitters there they yep. do a lot of racing I don't think you'd give those athletes a go to the well workout 
yeah. unless they specifically said I'm targeting this race and I want to run a big PB and then you say okay we're not you're not allowed to do as much racing as you normally do you might put one in then yeah and I think you know because that's controlled and structured and you have said it I think that could have a better effect on the outcome of the of the key race than just going and racing a lot ah uh, oh, yeah we've talked about racing a lot I'm not a yeah. huge fan I'd I don't think you can put up your best performance week after week after week. Absolutely. It's not really how the human body works. And training and racing. And Mm. I think it comes back to this idea that one workout can't make a runner, but one workout can break a runner. Yeah. So don't overemphasize one single workout. I I think you're better off, like, doing uh, three or four of those 1Ks at... 10k pace or whatever rather than six and saving yourself so you can do another good workout in a few days time um yeah yeah, it's better to have that that quantity behind you um so hopefully that's given some people some ideas on on not just these workouts that we've talked about but on how to go about analyzing what you're doing and asking yourself that tough question of why why am i doing this what and there's plenty of people out there who are self-coached and they just they'll do Research and look, I'm yeah. like this. I'm, you know, if I consider myself as a runner, I'm self-coached. So are yep. you. Um, so that's fine. I would encourage you not just to look at a program and copy it. It's really important to think a bit more deeply about the program and why these things are in there. And once you understand that, you can pull out um, what's going to work for you yeah. and, and make it more effective. So. <laughs> We're down near the waterfront, and there's a whole bunch of fish jumping out. It's, yeah, it's quite there's a quite amazing. And they're trying to um, catch oh, them. Oh so yes, 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 nature, beautiful nature at work. Um, yeah, so definitely take a step back and um, have a look. I like to do sort of an overview. Okay, what's what's this week? What's the purpose of this week? Um, you might be recovering from an injury, so it's recovering. You might be building up for a marathon. You're in building phase. You might be tapering. You might be really sharpening, doing some sharpening workouts. So take a look back. Say, what's this week for? And then narrow it down to the day. What's this day's workout yeah, for? Yeah. Am I going long? Am I building endurance? Am I um, recovering? Am I building speed? Um, what's the purpose of today? Yeah, and yeah. it's fine, absolutely perfect to have a number of runs where you're just going out to run because that's how you de-stress and it's what you like to do and you're getting in yeah. some training, so great. I think it is really good every now and again to really focus in on some training and you know, even if it is just a run, just a road run and say, alright, today I'm going to run with perfect form. Yeah. You know, you don't maybe want to try and do that every day because that takes away from the relaxation and the kind of free flow beauty of running but it can be really good to really dial in and say right well I did some research and I'm doing this workout for this reason and so today I'm really going to dial in on it and get it done yeah absolutely there's there's beauty in the purpose of running yeah And I, th- I find it gives you a bit more freedom. So if you turn up to a workout and you're feeling like, oh, man, I'm just um, not really feeling this, but I'm supposed to be doing this kind of get the heart rate up into that mm. lactate sort of zone, well, it means you can switch it around from instead of doing that 40-minute tempo, doing three blocks of 12 minutes yeah. tempo yeah. and, well, and you know, breaking it up a bit. And let's say you, you show up and where you wanted to run has been... 
coned off because of an accident or yeah. some health and safety reasons and you you can't run your 1k loop hey cool that's fine you because you know you can go and do a yeah some fart leg yeah, or something yeah yeah so you know running the best thing about running is all you need is, is a pair of shoes and hopefully a pair of shorts if you're not a nudist um <laughs> so yeah you know once you understand the basic principles of training and what you're trying to achieve and then that next layer down how you can achieve that the possibilities are endless and and the best training programs are training programs that you have uh devised and put a bit of thought into yourself yeah so. oh very cool speaking of nudists i um <laughs> I, I, I went for a swim today at lunchtime yeah. and very popular auckland beach the yes. beach was very full yeah right in the middle of the beach this guy lying on the sand totally starkers that's fine hayden is it fine Oh. I, I didn't know what to do. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. You gotta it's two thousand and seventeen. Don't it is. don't stare, Maybe it's French. Don't stare French at do his that, um, business. That's the number one tip. No, look. I wouldn't want to get burnt there though. That, yeah, that would be a consideration for yeah. me. And then if you put a lot of sunblock on there, that's gonna look a bit weird. Yeah, that so look it's not it's not for me, was it? <laughs> yeah. But anyway, if you're a nudist, be safe out there. Yeah, you don't want to get skin cancer yeah. there. If, if you're a runner, fun. be safe out there. Have fun. <laughs> uh, as always, it's been great uh, putting the show on for you. We hope you've liked it. Bit of a rambling episode. We did it all in one take, though, so we're pretty happy with that. Yeah, very cool. Oh, we missed a bit of news around the base from Wellington. Oh, yeah. Um, we Chris, can't miss that. You were down there. Yeah, I was down there. Ah, big day. Huge day. Yeah, um, I love this race down in Wellington. Yeah. I think it's one of the really cool cool community races yeah. in New Zealand. Great energy. I was down there with Achilles International, so we had about 50 um, para-athletes down doing the events and cool. all sorts of different equipment and visually impaired runners and hand rank cyclists. So uh, it was awesome. Chris Sanson won the half marathon, so that's kind of his uh, first race yep. for the season. Uh, won 10, yep. um, low 110s. So and the ladies? Uh, ladies got oh, Katie Kemp. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's I right. I think, yeah. yes. Oh. She won the 10K, so um, I'm lost on the ladies' half marathon. It's in the show notes. <laughs> yeah. Look it up. Um, Look it up, because I've got a quick notice to add in here. Um, so I'm actually going to be down in Wellington this coming Saturday on the 25th of February. So um, we're doing a free running technique uh, clinic. Um, oh, here we go. We got the results. Lindsay so. Barwick won the women's half marathon in 126.53. Aha. Great running, Lindsay. Yes, nice. Um, so. Wellington Tower College, 11am this coming Saturday. It's a free running technique clinic. Um, anyone can come along. It's especially good for runners who are new to the sport or just looking to get into it. So feel free to spread the word to those who have been stuck on the couch and have been having New Year's, new year's resolutions about getting into running. Yeah. Um, we've also got one in Auckland the following Saturday, so the 4th of March. So, Do you know um, where that one's going to be? Yeah, that's going to be at Medill's Farm in Kohimarama. Oh. So Week. Yeah, that's so a nice spot. A, yeah, that's a lovely spot. But yeah, yeah. Um, if people want more information on those courses, where can they go? Yeah, so jump on to tempofit.org. You'll find the details there. Mm. Um, it'd be great to have have people along. We usually get great turnouts for these, so spread the word. Excellent. All right, guys. Um, pleasure bringing you the show. As always, if you've got any feedback, hit us up at oh, KRS at tempofit.org, and we'll see you later. Catch up. Happy running.